checking in with Tennessee football commitments and prospects. It's Football Futures with Josh Ward. Welcome into Football Futures. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here this evening. It is another season for Football Futures. I will be with you every Monday from 7.30 until 8 talking about what's going on with Tennessee football recruiting as recruiting is, of course, going to play a big role in what happens with Tennessee football in the future and what happens on the field this fall will play a pretty big role in what happens in Tennessee's 2020 recruiting class and what happens with Tennessee's recruiting down the line as well. We have a busy show planned here for you in the next half hour before the Big Orange Hotline takes over coming up at 8 o'clock. Here in just a moment, I'm going to talk to Jesse Simonton of VolQuest.com and get his big-picture look at what Tennessee has done with the class so far. Tennessee has 15 commitments for the 2020 class. We'll talk about that coming up in segment number two of Football Futures. I'm going to look at five key names to know. The list can go longer than that, but I'll give you five names to know as Tennessee continues to recruit some of the most talented players in the country, guys that have a ton of options. We'll talk about those names and catch you up on where Tennessee stands with the recruiting rankings, which remain fluid. I'll do that for you each week as well. And as the season goes along with Tennessee kicking things off against Georgia State this upcoming week, I'll have a freshman focus for you because they're part of the discussion now and part of the discussion for the future. So looking at several members of that 2019 class here on Football Futures. Here every Monday night from 7.30 until 8, leading into the Big Orange Hotline. And I want to welcome to the show now Jesse Simonton, who covers... Tennessee football and football recruiting for VolQuest.com. He's on Twitter at Jesse R.E. Simonton. Jesse, thanks so much for taking some time to join me here tonight. And I want to just start asking you about the 2020 class overall. What stands out about what Tennessee has done to this point in putting together the 2020 class so far? Well, 15 commits, Josh. You know, they've got a nice foundation. I think they've done a nice job early in this cycle to kind of get back uh, involved with, with several in-state priorities. They got Cooper Mays. Keyshawn Lawrence was a win over uh, Miami, excuse me. And, and they've positioned themselves nicely for guys like Jay Hardy, Amari Thomas, and Tyler Barron to kind of really continue to build that foundation of in-state, the in-state kids. And then it's kind of how do you kind of fill up the pieces around those guys uh, and I think large, that's going to be largely dependent on how Tennessee performs on the field in 2019. You can only kind of sell hope for so long. Tennessee's really in the mix with several big fish, but a lot of these guys, whether it's Savelle Smalls, five-star linebacker out in California, or five-star tight end Darnell Washington, those are kind of some guys that they want to see tangible progress. And that's not a certain win cap. You know, you know that as well as I do, Josh. It's, it's, it's unfair to ever put that on on a particular team, and a player isn't looking for, you know, all right, they have to win 10 games or, or what have you. But they do want to see that Tennessee's a better football team than they were a year ago, and, and honestly, tangibly better. Yeah, that's a big part of it, isn't it, that you, you can only sell what will happen in the future for so long. At some point, going up against schools like Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU, Clemson, all these schools uh, that Tennessee is recruiting against, to, to get more wins in recruiting – you just need more wins on the field. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Tennessee, again, whether it's – I mentioned Smalls in Washington, but Tennessee's also in the mix for five – they're trying to flip five-star wide receiver Rakeem Jarrett. They're right there for a guy like five-star 
linebacker Noah Sewell. And, and Tennessee's in some, you know, they're in some big battles for these guys. They're competing with Georgia, Alabama, LSU, uh, Clemson for some of these guys. So, and, and those are, you know, three of those teams are expected to be in the college football playoff this season. Uh, and, and another in LSU is hoping to kind of have a, a big, you know, 11, you know, plus win renaissance. So Tennessee's going to have to show they can act, absolutely compete on the field uh, before they're able to really get into that upper echelon of landing the top. Jesse Simonton, VolQuest.com. Uh, Jesse, I thought one of the more recent wins was a big one. Tennessee landing B.J. Ojolari as he had a number of big-time SEC schools and that late push to edge out LSU and Auburn, it looked like, in the final few days there. I thought that was a big win, one, because he's a talented player from Marietta High School, and also because Tennessee needs guys uh, like him who can go after the quarterback. What did you think of that get for Tennessee, B.J. Ojolari? I mean, I said it at the time, Josh, I thought that was honestly Tennessee's biggest recruiting win of this cycle. Again, the Keyshawn Lawrence's, the Cooper Mazes, those guys have been very important. Harrison Bailey, Ojolari's teammate, kind of an early guy. But the fact that Tennessee was able to land uh, and, and really beat out surge late for a guy like Ojolari when, when LSU and Auburn kind of held uh, all the momentum up until kind of that last four or five days of the recruiting cycle there for, for before he made his decision last week, that was huge. Tennessee needed a pass rusher. They didn't have an outside linebacker, you know, currently in the class, committed after Jordan Davis, uh, you know, opted to flip to Mississippi State. So that, that was a big win. It gives Tennessee yet another chip. Uh, in that Marietta pipeline they're trying to build. Ramel Keaton has kind of created some buzz behind the scenes as a freshman wide receiver for Tennessee. Obviously, they have the quarterback in, in 2020 quarterback Harrison Bailey. You now have uh, Ojolari, and it gives your, you know, and Ojolari is, is, is truly best friends, really close with Eric Gilbert. So it gives you a, a, a real added tie in with, with the five star athlete wide receiver tight end. We talk about pipelines in recruiting a lot, don't we? It, would it be safe to say Tennessee is trying to? create or continue some there at Marietta High School, also uh, the St. John's School in Washington, D.C., where Mordecai McDaniel uh, attends, and then you also have Rakeem Jarrett there, the quarterback Hill who just transferred from Tennessee, all connected to that school. Am I accurate in bringing up the pipeline discussion? Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that's certainly going to be a buzzword, I think, for, for, for the Vols this cycle in particular. I mean, they, they, they feel like they have a really good footprint right now, um, in that Atlanta area. And, and that's partly compounded by the fact that, you know, Georgia uh, and Alabama have kind of taken such a national approach to recruiting that, you know, I mean, Ojolari's brother, uh, Aziz Ojolari, is, is likely going to be a starter or if not a key contributor for Georgia this season. They're just so uh, loaded at linebacker, after, outside linebacker, after taking several guys, including Nolan Smith, a year ago. They simply didn't have a spot for B.J., so Tennessee has been able to kind of capitalize on that. That's a great way, I think, for the Vols to continue to kind of mine some blue-chip talent uh, out of the southeast. So they're obviously doing it there, and they're trying to do it, you know, as well And at that St. John's School in Washington, D.C., where they have Mordecai McDaniel. They just picked up uh, Kasim Hill to transfer from Maryland, the quarterback who's now at Tennessee, sitting out this season. Both of those guys obviously went to that St. John's School and they're they're really trying hard to flip for Team Jarrett from LSU. Jesse Simonton, VolQuest.com. And, of course, uh, with recruiting, there then can become the freshman impact conversation. So, Jesse, if you look at the 2019 class that Tennessee put together, the first full class that Jeremy Pruitt and his staff signed, what stands out about what you've been able to see from some of Tennessee's newcomers or freshmen who will have a chance to help Tennessee right away and as this season goes along? Yeah, I mean, I think you're looking at a bunch of guys, Josh. I mean, I think 
uh, when the depth chart comes out today, you're going to see double digits, uh, probably, you know, more than a dozen, uh, maybe close to 16, 17 newcomers going to be on that two deep. Obviously, Darnell uh, Wright and one in Morris are going to be both in competition to, to, to eventually, I think, um, take some starting roles up uh, on the offensive line. Eric Gray is going to be a huge piece at running back. Then you have a guy like Henry Toa Toa, who, who I think is, is well-positioned right now to start at that Will linebacker spot. Warren Burrell with the uncertainty surrounding Bryce Thompson. Uh, he was going to play a lot anyways. Now he may be starting week one. I think you're going to see a lot of these guys from that class. And I didn't even mention the two Juco defensive tackles who, you know, Darrell Middleton, uh, while they, they, the, the staff would still like to kind of see some more violence and power out of him uh, when he plays, there's just not a lot of human beings, Josh, that are 6'7", 315 and kind of move the way he does. So he's going to play a ton early. Would not be surprised if he starts. And, and Savion Williams and, and Elijah Simmons will be in the rotation as well. Yeah, from the uh, the off-the-bus test, a lot of the guys that were highly ranked in the 19 class seem to pass that test when they show up to when they showed up to campus and then uh, after they went through at least a few months of working out at Tennessee. Is that right? Oh, yeah, 100%, 100%. Kovaris Crouch is on that. You know, Kovaris Crouch, somebody told me that, that he and Roman Harrison may, may already be two of the strongest guys. Uh, on the team, pound for pound, and then you have Darrell Taylor, you know, going publicly both at SEC Media Days and then uh, early earlier this uh, during training camp, saying that Elijah Simmons is already the strongest guy on the team. So that that certainly, you know, should pay dividends down the road if Tennessee can kind of develop some of these freshmen. Right now, you, you expect to just get situational snaps out of all three of those guys, but the upside is tremendous. Hey, uh, Jesse, last thing, and I'll get you out of here. Tennessee, of course, has its home opener this weekend. Tennessee will be at home the next three weeks. Um, what what should Tennessee fans maybe be paying attention to in terms of Tennessee trying to get recruits to campus, officially or unofficially, but what the next few weeks might look like with prospects being able to see games at Neyland Stadium? Well, their biggest uh, official visitor coming up, Josh, is going to be Lennox Whitehead, uh, the four-star um, inside linebacker athlete. Uh, out of uh, Georgia, you know, he's a guy that plays um, close to Athens again, tighter spot uh, with, with UGA. So he's kind of looking at Texas A&M, Texas, South Carolina, maybe a Wisconsin. Um, Tennessee's getting the first crack at his official visit, much like the Mordecai McDaniel deal. Tennessee's track program, very heavily involved in this recruitment as well. Uh, Whitehead's a guy who, who is a potential Olympian as a shot putter. Um, so, so he's kind of the first big visitor. They'll have Tyler Barron, Jay Hardy, some of these other local top targets uh, on campus that, that for that first game as well. Uh, and then we'll kind of see the, 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 you know, the Georgia weekend obviously is going to be the biggest uh, recruiting weekend on the schedule right now. You can tell he has you covered. Check out his work and the uh, whole crew there. VolQuest.com is where you can read him. Follow him on Twitter as well, at Jesse R.E. Simonton. Jesse, great information. Really appreciate the time. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate Jesse taking some time to join me here tonight, and he's going to be doing that pretty much every week during the season of Football Futures. Jesse Simonton right here on the show talking about Tennessee's class, 15 commitments. I think the Vols have to like what they've been able to do so far, but a lot of SEC schools like where they are right now, and Tennessee's coaching staff has its sights set on a number of big-time players in this 2020 class from around the country. A lot of them in the state of Tennessee and in the southeastern region, but Tennessee will go east coast to west coast just as it did a year ago and as it plans to do in the future to try to find some of the best players in the country. I will talk about some of those names coming up next. More thoughts on 
the importance of Tennessee having success on the field this season, the 2019 season, to set up for recruiting in 2020. Plus an update on where Tennessee stands in the recruiting rankings. That's next right here on Football Futures as you continue to listen on Sports Radio WNML. Welcome back into Football Futures. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here this Monday evening. Remember, Football Futures is here every Monday night through the football season, through the first week of February when the 2020 class will wrap up. Big Orange Hotline will take over coming up at 8 o'clock as Tennessee season is about to kick off on Saturday against Georgia State. Coming up in a moment, a few more thoughts on what happens on the field this season for Tennessee, affecting Tennessee on the recruiting trail. I'll get to that as well as five names to know in this 2020 class. There are a lot of names that are still on the board for Tennessee, but I'll give you five big-time prospects that Tennessee continues to pursue. Before that, I have a rankings report for you. As I look at the 247 Sports Composite Ranking, and then I'll tell you where Rivals has Tennessee as well, the number one class in the country currently belongs to the Clemson Tigers. Not a big surprise. Clemson is number one in the preseason polls, and it's number one on the recruiting trail right now. The highest-ranked SEC team in recruiting right now is Alabama. Alabama comes in at number two. LSU is at number three. In the rivals' rankings, those spots are reversed with LSU in front of Alabama. But in the composite ranking, Bama's two, LSU is third, Georgia's ranked fifth, Auburn is seventh, and Texas A&M is number 11. So the SEC has five of the top 11 spots, six of the top 13 spots, as that's where Florida comes in. Then South Carolina is at number 19, Mississippi State is ranked 20th, Ole Miss is 21st, Tennessee is 22nd, Kentucky is 23rd, and then Arkansas is 31st, right outside the top 30. So the SEC has five of the top 11, six of the top 13, and then 10 of the top 22. That's where Tennessee comes in. Tennessee's class is a little bit smaller in terms of total commitments compared to some of those schools that are ranked right ahead of Tennessee. If you looked at average star rating and all of that, Tennessee would come out ranked higher than some of those SEC schools. It also tells you how competitive this is that you have 10 of the top 22 from the sec and you have south carolina mississippi state ole miss tennessee all right there and that tells you the depth of recruiting that is there in the conference ole miss is the number six team in the sec going into the season pick sixth at least in the sec west mississippi state is a quality program but you don't think of mississippi state as a heavy hitter in recruiting necessarily well as a top 20 class right now nationally everybody in the sec expects to recruit well Tennessee is, of course, a part of that conversation. So the Vols will move up as we talk about where Tennessee will finish in recruiting with the rankings. And that doesn't mean everything, but it can indicate some kind of success. I'd be stunned at the end of this recruiting cycle if Tennessee is not in the top 15. And Tennessee will have a good chance to make a run at a top 10 season. So the 247 Sports Composite Ranking has Tennessee 22nd in the country. That's 10th best in the SEC. Rivals has Tennessee 25th in the country that's 11th best in the SEC. So Rivals is a little bit lower on Tennessee's class currently than the composite ranking. It will change. It will change every week. So I'll update you each week on where things stand with Tennessee. The Vols did move up several spots recently 
with those commitments from B.J. O'Jolari and Mordecai McDaniel, the two most recent commitments to bump Tennessee's number up to 15 for the 2020 class. How about some of the big names that would no doubt affect Tennessee's recruiting ranking? Five names to pay attention to as Tennessee continues recruiting in this upcoming class. The first name is linebacker Savelle Smalls. He is a player who put out a list of schools that he is considering recently, and Tennessee was in the top six. The composite has him as the number nine player in the country. He can go pretty much anywhere in the country he wants to. His top six include Tennessee, Alabama, Washington, Washington State, Oregon, and Florida State. As I mentioned, he's from the state of Washington. Savelle Smalls, an outside linebacker who would have a chance to play right away at Tennessee. Eric Gilbert is a player to pay attention to as we were discussing that Marietta pipeline with Ramel Keaton on campus, quarterback Harrison Bailey being committed, B.J. O'Jolari is committed now from Marietta High School. Gilbert is ranked the number 10 player in the country, listed as a tight end, one of the best athletes at 6'5", 250. George is going to be tough to beat for Gilbert with him being maybe the top prospect in the state. He's ranked right up there for sure and a guy that Georgia would love to land. So Tennessee will continue to push for Gilbert, and Tennessee will continue to say, look at all the guys from your school, including your quarterback. Why don't you join them in Knoxville? Another player to pay attention to, Jesse Simonton mentioned last segment, would be wide receiver Rakeem Jarrett, a top 20 player in the country, one of the top wide receivers in the nation. He is currently committed to LSU, but he has continued to consider other options, including Tennessee. Maryland is pushing for Jarrett. And Mike Loxley, the new head coach there at Maryland, is going to sell Jarrett on staying closer to home with Maryland's campus being just up the road from D.C. But he goes to St. John's College High School, and that continues that pipeline conversation with Mordecai McDaniel having committed and then Kasim Hill, the quarterback who has transferred to Tennessee, The Vols would love to land as much talent as they can find from Marietta and from St. John's College because those schools are going to continue to produce talent year in, year out. So Savelle Smalls, Rakeem Jarrett, Eric Gilbert, Amari Thomas is another important player for Tennessee in this class, a defensive lineman. The composite has him as the number 100 overall player in the country, the number nine defensive tackle in the country. He goes to Briarcrest Christian in Memphis, and he's a player that is going to have a ton of options, about 6'5", 300. Schools like Auburn, Alabama, Ole Miss, they have all been in the picture for Thomas. Tennessee will continue to recruit him, and recruiting higher-level defensive linemen will continue to be a focus for Tennessee, which leaves me with Tyler Barron as the other player to pay attention to on my list of five. One of the top defensive ends in the country can go anywhere in the country. A bunch of SEC schools, Oklahoma and Ohio State, have been in the picture. Barron goes to Knoxville Catholic High School. He transferred to Catholic in the offseason after having attended Innsworth, one of the best players at his position in the country. And again, the more guys Tennessee can find up front, especially the more big-time players Tennessee can find up front, the better chance Tennessee will have to compete against these schools they're recruiting against Right now. So Savelle Smalls, Rakeem Jarrett, Amari Thomas, Tyler Barron, Eric Gilbert, my five names to know. There will be a lot more to pay attention to over the next few months. And speaking of the next few months, as the Big Orange Hotline is about to talk about the start of Tennessee season, what happens on the field will matter. Tennessee did a really good job, I think, 
for the most part with that 2019 class on selling prospects on what could happen in the future. And a lot of guys paid attention. A lot of players out there visited Tennessee and I think probably did believe in what the sales pitch was from Jeremy Pruitt and his coaching staff. But so many players out there can hear what Tennessee is selling but see it from schools like Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. You know who's playing well right now. If Tennessee can produce more on the field, if Tennessee can go from 5-7 and seven to 7-5 seven and five or better, then I think it becomes an even easier sales pitch for Tennessee staff. And if that happens, players like Henry Tootoa, Wanya Morris, Jalen McCullough, Darnell Wright, Eric Gray, those highly touted players, will probably play some kind of role. And Tennessee staff will go back on the recruiting trail and say, see, we got these guys to come join us, and we got better. If you join them will get to an even higher level. Doesn't mean Tennessee's going to go beat out Georgia and Alabama and those other schools for all of those players, but the more battles Tennessee wins on the recruiting trail, the more Tennessee can win on the field. That's a big priority for Jeremy Pruitt and his coaching staff, which they're going to talk about next on the Big Orange Hotline. Remember, if you ever want to check out the show after the fact, if you want to go back and listen or if you miss anything, we will podcast the show for you. Sam Foreman producing the show each week. We'll get that up for you on the website, sportsradiownml.com, and you can also download the show on the WNML app in the podcast section. So check it out each week, Mondays from 7.30 until 8, following Tennessee Sports Night, heading into the Big Orange Hotline. It's Football Futures. My name's Josh Ward. Thanks for being here tonight. I'll see you next time right here on Sports Radio WNML.